0: Small Business Supply Co. is the hub for small business owners to connect and support one another while also being a one-stop shop for their small business supplies. They love the phrase community over competition, just like we do on the podcast, so they wanted to create a space to reflect that. Aside from their supportive small business community, they also have matching polymailers, thank you cards, washi tape, stickers, envelopes, custom business cards, and more. Their designs are unique to them, and everything is created with an eco-friendly mindset, Yay! They also have a QR code in each package that will pull up their recycling page, giving you instructions on how to properly dispose of each item you receive.
1: Each item was created with a small business owner in mind, meaning they sell in low, affordable quantities to maximize your profit margins. We all know the struggle of carrying armfuls of packages into the post office, but that is no more. They also sell giant tote bags perfect for carrying your packages in, which means less trips to the car for you. Are you intrigued yet? Head over to their Instagram and TikTok at smallbusinesssupplyco, Small Business Supply Co. Small Business S P L Y Co. to shop all of their amazing products and follow their journey. Their business is truly a small business owner's dream. Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. I was
0: gonna say we haven't recorded in forever, but we had a whole failed recording. We had an entire <laughs>
1: lost episode.
0: Yeah, so um yeah, to the elephant in the room that I don't think anybody really cares that much about. Um we we did Record, have a week yeah. off. We recorded um with a guest and there was, uh, was Wi-Fi. It was like technical difficulties, which we always have, but this time it was just not savable. Which is Yeah. Fine.
1: Yeah, and oh. I felt so bad because this is someone that like we had been trying to like record with for like a while and then like it just didn't work I know but
0: any any of you that are listening that are podcasters or just have long distance friends you know the struggle of um technical difficulties they can really just take you down
1: yes and like I think just like I think just like long distance friendships and like relationships like because I feel like you and I have like a friendship obviously but then also I feel like we have like a working relationship too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like it's more than just like our friendship. But yeah. It's so like just everything like technology and like timing and like scheduling and stuff. It's so yeah. difficult. And
0: us being in different time zones. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I just like get confused, even though I know like at this point I know that I'm one hour ahead of you, like or behind, behind you I guess. Me, yeah. mm-hmm. But like I still get so confused.
1: Right, well, we'll just say, like, oh, let's do it at 3, but then we don't clarify.
0: Yeah, or, like, with guests. Like, it gets confusing anyway, but enough of that. You guys don't really care. Yeah. Um, But we haven't, me and Alexis haven't talked a lot because we've been really busy with, I have um, midterms this week for school, so I had, like, a presentation, and then I had this paper that was supposed to be 5 to 7 pages, and, of course, mine was 14 pages. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) We're probably going to get points off for that. (laughs) She gave us, like, six separate, like, sections of this paper I'm like how am I supposed to fit six sections of the paper in like plus pictures like no girl so I just turned in my 14 page paper I said enjoy Mm -hmm. for Um, you
1: yeah I I had my brother's uh wedding this past Mm -hmm. weekend so then it was really kind of felt like catch up and then also I have I have this huge group project um and it's with like it, group projects online is also so odd. Group like, projects online and
0: group projects in grad school, yeah. in my opinion, is BS. Like, don't it's do that. It's
1: so, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, like, kind of the worst. Thankfully, one of the girls that I'm working with, I really, really like her. She and I have, mm-hmm. um, like, we exchange phone numbers and we've been texting, like, pretty much all day, every day about this stupid group project. Um, yeah. but, and it's so frustrating also because the topic of the class is just, like, It's frankly, it feels like a class I just have to take in order to graduate. It's not really one that will, like, add to my career in any way. Yeah, yeah. And she even... Because she and I are in different majors, and she knows what my major is. And she was like, this doesn't really help your career at all, does it? And I was like, nope. Because, like, it it? helps... Is it
0: your research class? It's
1: my research class. So, like, Mm -hmm. basically... And her her major is, like, industry design or something like that. So, the class is... it's contextual research in design or something like that and the project is we have like there's three different topics and you could um some people got put in these groups and then some people got to choose out of the Mm -hmm. ones that were like created but um my group is work from home which like the ideal experience of working from home which works out really well for me because I yeah work from home but Mm -hmm. literally I have to like hold interviews like right after this Katie I'm interviewing yeah. Katie <laughs> yeah. about working from home and like there's just it just doesn't apply to my yeah, career it like just doesn't. literally at all and if anything the girl that I was I'm doing the project with. she was like I feel like this more so relates to like the teams that you will be leading and like what yeah. they'll be doing so I was like yeah it's mm-hmm. a good way of thinking of it so like at least I'm learning like contextual knowledge yeah I mean it'll,
0: everything is, whatever. I, I, what I learned in college is, like, although, because I created my own major, as you guys know, um, but even the classes that I felt were, like, only a little bit related, like, I still gained something, like, I took a film production class, and, like, I'm never going to be a videographer, but I learned a lot of skills about, like, framing and stuff that, like, I mean, I, I have to film TikToks so.
1: Right. You know, um, and you did the majority of the photography for our trip too so
0: yeah yeah so I know how to use a camera and all that so anyway but um yeah so we've we, we've we both been crazy busy and we haven't talked that yes. much I um just finally have gotten a break and I wanted to talk about this I started this new show I told Alexis about it I started it yesterday I've already watched one whole season um but it's called Shrill and it's on Hulu and it's a basically just about like being a plus-size woman mm-hmm. and just trying to be that and be that in like your 20s and like date and like have a job and like stuff like that and it has made me cry so many times not even the sad parts like the happy parts too Mm -hmm. have made me cry so many times so if you are plus size or like really it it doesn't even matter what size you are right um I would definitely recommend watching it it's really well done um but I don't know it just feels good good perspective Yeah, I mean, like, there's not really a lot of shows. Yeah, with representation. with yeah. representation, so mm-hmm. um, I feel like just a lot of the stuff that I was like, I don't know if it's just me. This show's like, it's not just you. I'm like, oh, really? Right. Totally. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah. it's very, very good, so I just wanted to plug that if anybody needs a new show to watch. Um, I also started watching Ted Lasso with my best friend, McLean. And she has Apple TV and I don't, Apple TV Plus. And so I can only watch it when I'm with her, but it's very good, too.
1: Mm.
0: Very, very good. Very funny. Easy to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. Austin also, and I never watch new shows, really only ever re shows. So I've been hearing a lot about Squid Game and, like... Me, too, but I've heard it's, like, very sad. Yeah, I've heard that it's very sad, and I want to watch it, but Austin does not really want to watch it. And, like, with how busy my schedule is... Anytime that I'm going to watch TV, he is also watching TV. So, like, yeah. I feel like Y'all. I haven't had any opportunity to watch anything that only I want to watch.
0: You guys should watch Ted Lasso. You would both really like it. It's, it's like, it, Austin would like it. You just okay. got to give it a shot. Okay. But it's very good. I'll try. Anyway. I'll try. Um, but I'm, I'm, like, talking. It's, like, my turn to talk. I'm, like, have this water, like, I don't <laughs> I'm just going to give that a minute. Um, but, yeah, I've... <laughs> I've recently been – I go through these phases where, like, sometimes I'm, like, I'm never watching TV again, and I'm actually just going to be the most productive person to ever see <laughs> anybody talk to me, and I'm throwing my TV out the window to, like, let me watch one season of TV in a day and actually not talk to anybody, so.
1: <sighs> yeah, I I literally have not gone to the gym in so long because I had, Same. like – Yeah, oh I had God. my whole, like, health thing, and, like, so that, like, I literally was told, do not go to the gym. You are not allowed to go to the gym, so that was yeah. kind of, like – Valid excuse, but then I've definitely, like, pulled that in. Also, Dad, I know you're listening. Do not text me. Please don't message me that I need to go to the gym. I really, I already know. I really don't need you to tell me. It's, it's fine. Um, my dad literally messaged, anytime, oh yeah, also, this now counts, Dad, I have mentioned you. He gets upset when I don't mention him. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No way. No mm-hmm. way. <laughs> He'll text me and be like, "You mentioned mom, but you didn't mention me." I'm like, "Okay."
0: Uh, meanwhile, I don't actually I don't think, think that I've ever, ever talked about my parents when Yeah. Year.
1: Said, I like, mean, I love dad's my dad's a parents. lawyer
0: and that's like it. Yeah. Uh, my mm-hmm. mom is amazing. She's great. Mm-hmm. Shout out to mom. They don't listen. So, you know, but yeah, um, I've been just kind of, I think that something that's just so hard when like people like us, like doing so many things is like finding a routine because for me, like my work hours change every week. Like today, for example, like it's Wednesday and I'm not working because I need to work more Friday. So like my work hours change every single week based on like photo shoots and things that are scheduled because I'm part-time, but like there's certain things that I have to go to. And then my business stuff, (laughs) is just a whirlwind just I mean everybody knows that changes every week and like currently I have zero ideas so I'm just like sitting here like I don't know what to I have no ideas
1: I mean um for me like literally my schedule changes like on a dime like uh I the schedule that I had planned for my day at the beginning of the day is not at all what happened exactly yeah mine's the same
0: way and like as far as like errands and stuff like Mm -hmm. I don't I'm just really bad at sticking to things that I set for Mm -hmm. myself I need to get better at that but like I don't know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I I really don't feel like doing that today. But I need to be better about disciplining myself. But the gym, I have had the issue of, so I go to a boxing workout class, so there's obviously only certain times available. And I, you know, I was trying to do it in the mornings because that's, like, the only time I really have time because of school and work Mm -hmm. and everything. I can't wake up like that. Like, I was starting to get so, like, tired and dizzy yeah. during the day mm-hmm. like I just could not wake up like that and like I just don't think it's in the cards for me to be waking up at 5 right, like 45. exhausted like,
1: yeah
0: yeah like and like I'm just like naturally somebody who can't really fall asleep at like 10 so right I, I don't know anyway so I'm trying to figure out how to work that into my schedule but um oh also everybody countdown is on um 21 days until I see Harry Styles I knew it <laughs> I've waited two excited. years I bought these tickets two years ago
1: yeah no yeah
0: literally two years ago when yep. I was a junior in college, and now I am going, and I am one year out of college. Yeah, no, or that's like, crazy. not a whole year, but, you know, like, that's one crazy.
1: year Yeah, um, that is very exciting. I know you're going to be, like, I feel like we can't record that week, because you're going to be, like, <laughs> not focused. <laughs> I'm really you're gonna
0: excited. We're going to have to plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on a random Wednesday, so that's... Mm kind of dumb Mm -hmm. but anyway we actually we already are recording the day before so
1: oh good
0: (laughs) it's just too bad too bad for me anyway um okay well in this week's episode if you guys were wondering as it took 10 minutes for us to (laughs) say literally um we're gonna be talking about sort of imposter syndrome as like a young professional woman in the workplace yeah. yeah um and I mean it's not like we're talking about like women super specifically but like we are women so that's you know, our perspective that's the, yeah. yeah perspective we have but just kind of talking about um and I've talked about this a lot with my coworkers. just kind of like the idea of like learning while you're working and like understanding that you're still like valuable to your company regardless even
1: of, if you don't know like you're not supposed to know everything and I think also part yeah. of it is like because we were prepping for this episode and kind of talking about what we would talk about and I mentioned how we both are like complete perfectionists and I think that that totally goes into like what's difficult about having imposter syndrome or struggling with imposter syndrome is like at least I know personally Katie and I've talked about this so I know she feels the same way but personally I'm such a perfectionist to the level of I there have been times and instances where if I know that I'm not going to be perfect at something I'd rather like completely not do it And I will stop myself from doing that thing, from the fear of, like, showing up and not being perfect. Um, Yeah. And so I think just, like, recognizing that no matter what your age is, I mean, we're talking about being in your 20s, but I think no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter um, where you are, whether you're 15, 25, 55 you always have time to grow and opportunity to learn more um and I think just like recognizing that and understanding that is really important which I'm still honestly learning how to do
0: 100 percent. and this is more just us talking about our experience so that you guys can relate to us rather than saying like this is how you get over it you know yeah Um, right yeah but we don't know how (laughs) (laughs) but imposter syndrome just for those of you who don't know it's um defined as the a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud Mm -hmm. um and of course there's different like levels of this but in my experience i think that one being in social media um I don't know if, if any of you guys who work in social media feel like this, but a lot of times when I tell people that, they're like, oh, that's a cute, fun job. Right. That's a fun, cute job. Like, oh, that's so fun. Like, that must right. be so fun. I'm like, yeah, it's fun, but, like, it's not just, like. It's work, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like I'm just going in and posting random things on social media every day. Like, right. first of all, I have to do a lot of design as well. Right. Um, and and sec- strategy
1: and, like. Yeah, I mean,
0: you guys know. I'm not I'm not going to sit yeah, here and tell right. you all the things I have to do. Um but, you know, that's just, like, one side of the coin. And another thing that this is sort of off base with, like, imposter syndrome, but this is kind of just, like, the things that kind of make you feel that way, I guess, in the first place, or make me feel that way. Uh, my co-workers and I were talking about how, so we are a company of, like, five women, and the oldest one's 30, and I'm the youngest, and I'm 22. So we, we're pretty young. Um, my boss, the CEO, is 27. So we were kind of talking about how all the time clients come in and call us like, oh, girls, like, hey, girls, mm. um, like, y'all are such sweet girls, like this, this and that, mm. which like, you know, people don't really mean it that way. But like, it, it kind yeah, of makes you feel small, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah. and yeah. And so like, I think a lot of that is the basis of where this imposter syndrome comes from. um, Because I kind of feel like if people keep telling you all that's that, like, if you keep hearing things like that, especially as a woman you kind of think like oh well there's there's no way like this oh this isn't that, this is not hard of a job you know like you've mm-hmm. internalized that in your head and don't really give yourself credit um, right and like think like oh well i'm just winging it you know like stuff like that or so. even like
1: or even saying stuff about your small business not just like mm-hmm. oh i you know i'm a social media manager and they think you're just like posting willy nilly on social media but also saying like yeah, I run a small business and, like, I know me previously, like, oh, what do you sell? Like, oh, I do, you know, stickers and, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. honestly, to be completely honest, I would a lot of the time just say, not even mention my Etsy and just say that I do freelance graphic design and illustration because yeah. it was just easier and, like, I didn't feel like it was um, going to get that response that I didn't want. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 And I think that that's just like kind of the basis behind it. And so I think like knowing like where those feelings come from, I sound like a therapist, um, (laughs) but like knowing like what makes you feel like that and realizing like the people calling me and my coworkers girls, like we're run like my boss is running a whole business. Right, We're doing, we have work all the time. Like we're not just some, some little girls that are doing some fun graphic design, you know? Um, and so realizing that, I and think helpful. And the people
1: is, uh, saying that helpful. most likely do not no, know that no. they are in employ- They don't mean it like that. Yeah, they no. don't mean it like that. No, yeah. and th- I think there's
0: a lot of, I'm not trying to go on, like, <laughs> a girl power rant. Feminism, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of things that, like, people don't necessarily realize that, like, sometimes it really doesn't bother me. Like, in the moment, you know, like, it right. kind of depends on the, the instance, like. Somebody saying girls is not an insult, but if you keep getting told over and over like, Oh girls, oh girls like nobody would come up to a group of men at a workplace and go, Hey boys. Right. Like, right. No no one's doing that, you know? Right. Like that's not happening. Um, so it's just kind of like realizing those things and just like knowing where all that comes from. But um something that's been hard for me is so I created my own major, graduated college, um, because I created a man major, like I said, I kind of just had a jumbled up classes What, where, I, you know, I grabbed some information from here, some information from here. A lot of it I just pushed on out because yeah. it wasn't really relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, there's a lot of things that I don't know. And there's a lot of things that I have to research, like, literally yeah. every single day. And I'm really lucky to work somewhere where that is so, like, they have made it very well known that that's okay every single person at my work is like researching something. Um, you know, we have graphic designers who, um, you know, are working with new, um, web design platforms every day, you know, like not Mm -hmm. every day, but you know, having to research like things like that, like, and that's very okay in my workplace. And I, I'm very lucky, but I think realizing like, I think it gets hard when you start to get paid and when you start to negotiate pay, especially negotiating pay. Um, or, like, asking for a raise or something, it's hard to realize, like, you're still valuable. um, And I, in my opinion, and in my boss's opinion, um, people, when they're hiring, are looking more for somebody willing to grow rather than somebody who's so set and thinks they know everything and won't grow at all, especially in, like, social media. If you're not willing to grow, in about two months, you're going to be behind the times. Right. You know? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I have, like, a very different situation where and I think that, for me, my imposter syndrome within my career with Eat Smarter is really large um, because I do not have, like, any training Mm -hmm. school-wise based on or, like, surrounding social media. So to have my title be head of social media... Like, sometimes I literally, like, laugh out loud. I'm like, mm, okay, yep, mm-hmm, yeah. sure. Um, And, I mean, not that I think I'm bad at my job. I think that I do, like, you know, yeah. a good job. Like, uh, Pinterest, we're, like, over a million. You know, like, I think it's, mm-hmm. I'm doing fine. But, yeah. um, you know, it is hard sometimes, especially because, you know, I am the only paid individual at eat smarter for the social media team the only Mm -hmm. others are unpaid interns so like when it comes to social media I am the one that's being asked questions I'm not the one asking questions and Mm -hmm. so I think um and I think that that also no matter what you're if you're in more of like a corporate setting um I think that at some point especially when you are in that, like, kind of transitional age that I am starting to get to, um, you start switching from ask. I mean, no matter what, you are always welcome to ask questions, I would hope, in any career, but I think that this is the age when you start to be asked questions. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, a new thing for me, and Mm -hmm. it is, like, very intimidating and definitely, um, can spark my imposter syndrome to kind of I mean literally just today three hours ago I had a team meeting um with everyone and I had I was asked very blunt direct questions about social media and about our analytics and I had to have responses yeah um and so I think within imposter syndrome I think a lot of it is just like confidence um which there's no like cure for like here you go. Confidence. Like, there's no such thing as that. But I think just, like, knowing that it's okay. And I think, like, how you said that with your team that it's okay to not know everything. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that in a work environment is really important. Not that I don't feel that I can't ask questions. It's more so that I don't have anyone to ask questions of. Like, my question place is Google so yeah that's really yeah. it um yeah and for me
0: I mean I'm the only one who does social
1: media right at right.
0: my job so when it comes to social media I'm researching things but like regardless like getting another opinion is also really right. helpful and like realizing that asking somebody oh does this look good it doesn't mean that you were Do bad it, or that it, your yeah, opinion right. like right. I think it's collaborating is so important and the amount of times that I've been like oh does this look good and they're like yeah it looks good but what if you did it this way and it looks so much better mm-hmm. um or like sounds better if it's a caption, or you know, regardless of what field you're in, um, I think like collaborating is so important, and it's really all about like ego. And like I think it's not to say if you don't have imposter syndrome, you have a big ego. Like that's that's not what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like kind of realizing like you like you don't look stupid for asking a question. You look willing to grow for asking a question. Like, and I think that is a really valuable right. thing that right. that employers look for. And I think another thing that's important, like you said, it's about competence with imposter syndrome. I feel like a lot of the ways that it's affected me has been like, oh, I can't apply to this. I'm not qualified. Like, I can't do this. I'm not qualified. Um, And I think like when you're in the industry, like, you know, like whatever industry you're in, you might be, you know, this is the person that knows the most ever about this topic and this is the person who knows the least. You might be, you know, here, you know, you're not not necessarily right here,
1: mm-hmm. but think
0: about who's hiring you. It's people who don't even do what you do at all. Right, like, right. You know, they're, they're, they're looking for somebody who's going to grow with their company. They're looking for somebody who's going to be willing to collaborate with them. They're looking for somebody who um, has fresh creative ideas, you know, things like that. Um, everybody's looking for different things, but like you're not, you know necessarily going I, basically what I'm trying to say is sometimes I say things in at, at work about social media that I think are common sense and my co have yep. no idea so you don't even realize like
1: you don't realize what, how much the depth of what know. you know yeah, exactly right. yeah yeah you think that especially when it comes to social media because a lot of it is not stuff that I've researched it's just stuff that I've like grown to know um through experience and through trial and error with my own business so that yeah. happens to me so much where I just think that they know something and then they're like what um but no another point that I thought of is I think asking questions and being very honest and like just upfront about what you do and do not know is Uh, actually a good thing because it shows one it shows honesty so if you're in an interview situation and you don't know the answer to something it's much better um and actually now that I think about it when I was interviewing inter uh, interviewing interviews interviewing interns I did have (laughs) a situation where I could tell that the intern or potential intern did not know what I was talking about, but they were frankly BSing me, and of course that person did not get the job because I could see right through it, not to be like too blunt, but I could. So I think being really honest shows that not only you're being clear with what you know and what you don't know, but it also shows that you're willing to learn and willing to grow and that you have that growth opportunity in their company. They aren't always looking cuz I think that that's a mindset that I had going into interviewing and I consistently oh, yeah. do that they're trying to look for like the best person.
0: Mm-mm.
1: They're not. They're trying to find the best no. person for that position. Exactly. And something yeah, that yeah. you can grow with.
0: Exactly. And I think like for me recognizing that you you just graduated college. There is not one single person at your age that knows everything. Right. There is not. And realizing that like you still deserve to be paid, you're doing work. And for me, researching and doing all of that is part of my time at work. Like that's important. And my coworkers do the same things, you know? It's not like, I used to think- <laughs> and I still sometimes feel like whatever, but like when I'm at work, I need to be doing things 24 seven need to be like, yep, grind, Like whatever. But like, there is so much, um, value for your employer in you like researching or like, you know, um, like for me, it's like looking up social media trends, like right. looking up, you know, whatever it is for your industry. But like, that is such important, um, like stuff to be doing. And I feel like, I think it's hard to put yourself in the mind of, like, an employer. And, of course, this is different. There are toxic work environments where they, they you know. Want you to
1: be doing want that. Want you yeah, to be right.
0: doing that. And, that, you know, try to avoid those if you can. Right. But I think, like, not letting – and the real thing with imposter syndrome is you don't want to let it hold you back. Like, you don't want to let it hold you back from applying to a job or, you totally. know, taking a chance or, you know. And for me, it's like sometimes there's things that I do at work I spend – You know, hours on on something, or you know, whatever, and then it turns out being not good and doesn't work. That's okay too. You know, like you you're learning and growing with your work, and that's especially in a creative industry, extremely normal. Right. It doesn't mean that you're bad at your job. It doesn't mean that you're not worth what you're getting paid. It doesn't mean any of that. And. I think recognizing your hard work is important. And that's something that you and I are horrible at.
1: So bad at. And I think... Literally horrid. (laughs) Literally horrible. And I think, like, within perfectionism, like, how you said that it's going to hold you back. Like, I think that my mentality as I'd say... I mean, to be completely honest, I've been a perfectionist probably my entire life. But I'd say, like, probably 15 years old until probably 22, 21, my mentality was like I'm a perfectionist and that is how I'm going to succeed. That is how I'm going to get ahead. That's how I'm going to be just Mm -hmm. successful in my life and in my career is because I'm a perfectionist because I always have to have things a certain way and that's a trait that I admire and it's not I'm not saying that that's not a trait that I shouldn't that I shouldn't admire or it's not a trait I should not admire. Whatever. It's not you know, a trait
0: you should admire. You're not saying that it's I, not a trait you should admire.
1: Yes. Wait, it's not a trait that I shouldn't admire. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But within that, I think you should not prioritize being a like perfect at literally everything. No. Because that's actually going to set you back. And I think that it has set me back because... If you think about it in terms of a job, you can be perfect at, let's say, when I was nine years old, I sold, yes, it was, I was nine, I was not being paid, I know that this is kind of, like, illegal, but I think it was volunteer work, so whatever, but I sold donuts at our county fair when I was nine years old. I was perfect at that, I was so amazing, wow. I could continue doing that as a 24-year-old because I'm perfect at it or i could continue on and put myself at a in an insecure vulnerable state yes and push myself a little bit exactly. into something yeah. that i don't fully know mm-hmm. and maybe i'm a little bit scared of but if you push yourself then you can eventually learn those things exactly. and grow your skills and yeah. exceed.
0: That's so. the only way that you grow. Like, if you're stagnant doing the same things and you've become a complete expert at it, you there's nowhere else for you to go. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, there's nowhere else for you to go. So even the people who are at the top of the industry are still pushing themselves every day. Think about Apple. Right, right. If Apple just stuck with the iPhone whatever, 10, 9. Right. No. Was there an iPhone 9? No. 8. Eight. iPhone 8. Yeah. Is there an iPhone 8? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if Apple just stuck with the iPhone 8, everybody would still have them. Right. But they wouldn't be pushing themselves to grow. Right. And and they are. And I think that that's like, of course, like, Apple's like a giant example. But it's, Pinterest, is, it's all over Pinterest. It's like you can't grow when you're comfortable or something, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't grow in your comfort zone, things like that. Yeah. But I think, like, recognizing that while you should not have imposter syndrome and think that you are not worthy, it's Imposter syndrome is not the same thing as being slightly uncomfortable, you know? Right, totally and growing. Like I think separating those things is really important because imposter syndrome is thinking like, I shouldn't have this job, I'm not good enough for this job, like Mm -hmm. why am I getting paid this much? I can't do this, like Mm -hmm. they're paying me too much, I'm not worth this. And then Mm -hmm. being uncomfortable is thinking like, you know, I may not know exactly how to do this, but you know what I'm ready to do is learn. Right. because I it's think you can, you can
1: kind of, like, sit in, uncom- in com- uncomfortability, like, mm-hmm. and I think... Discomfort. Discomfort. Yes, thank you. Wow, <laughs> this episode is just us not knowing how to speak. Um, Literally. But no, I don't want to sound too, like, boss baby, but, like... Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, I, we're not really about that. But <laughs> I think know. that there's some quote out there in the boss babe world that's, like, about how you're not going to grow unless you sit in, like, some... or. you're not going to grow unless you do something that scares you or something like that yeah and I do think that there is truth to that like I I think I think you shouldn't only be doing things that scare you no that's a little bit too much but (laughs) I think um being it I think you said it well that like that fine line between um feeling unworthy and feeling uncomfortable I think that exactly exactly very yeah
0: and I think like especially in a creative industry like if you are willing to take a chance and maybe do something that you're not 100% sure how it's going to go or 100% sure of how everything's going to like pan out for you then that's when you're going to get the best results like right. in right. my opinion it's not like you should like throw caution in the wind every single day right. and like do crazy things right. um, and it's good to have a plan but like my boss for example like she went on a, on a limb starting her agency and then now mm-hmm. like i work there and four other people work there you know right. um so i think like it's just Really important to be willing to, like, be uncomfortable and all of this. Really, it's just it's a mindset shift from thinking that you're not worthy to realizing like, no, I I am, Mm -hmm. I am, and I and truly, in my opinion, the worst place that you can get in is a place where you feel like you can't grow. For me, and that's in my personal life too. Like, I think the same thing goes for your personal life. Like. You know, would it be super easy for me to go live in my mom's house and have all of my stuff paid for? And, right. you know, like, it, I don't know, watch TV all day. Like, yeah, it would be super easy for me to do that. Uh-huh. But I'm never going to grow and I'm never going to learn anything if mm-hmm. I do something like, of course, I'm, I mean, let's not even, let's, my mom would not let me live in her house and pay for all my stuff. <laughs> right. Because I'm 22. But I think that's just like a, an extreme example of, like, you know, in your personal life as well. It's, you shouldn't be uncomfortable so much that like you're anxious or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you stop yourself. Yeah, from exactly. But
1: like, moving it's on. like, yeah, it's it's
0: like pushing yourself. I don't know. Agreed. N- not I to think, the limits, but pushing yourself a little bit, you know. Yeah,
1: and I think that like this is going back just to like imposter syndrome as like a whole. I think that because um, you mentioned like within creative industries, I think that just as a whole, the creative industry as itself poses so much of an opportunity for imposter syndrome um like personally austin's major was math with a minor in statistics his dream is to be a um, epidemiologist and like comparing like i mean obviously we have no idea like where our career paths will go but like Mm -hmm. the career path that i've i'm looking at is like a comparable wage basically you know comparable salary and there have been times when i'm thinking like what like he's you know epidemiology is the study of and study and moving of numbers basically or um analytics and statistics of healthcare yeah and then like i'm doing what like you know yeah. but it's just not it, still yes. like creative yes. industries still matter even though you're oh, not 100%. like you know i think you might not be, like, a healthcare worker, but exactly, it's still yeah, as important.
0: That's like I was saying at the beginning. That's just, like, imposter syndrome of, like, your career as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking, like, oh, I'm not as important as yep. a doctor. I'm not as important as a whatever. Yep. But can you imagine how boring the world would be <laughs> without any creativity? Yeah. And, like, as far as, like, my work goes, like, for me, a lot of times I'm, you know, like, my coworkers, for example, are doing, like, logos and, like, branding. What if these businesses had no branding? right how they, how would that work? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> or it was right. all made in like word art. Like <laughs> right? wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and like, for me, a lot of times I'm thinking like, oh, I am running these businesses entire Instagrams. Like, and for, for me, a lot of times what happens with me is I, you know, I have this imposter syndrome in my head. I'm like, oof, I don't know about all this. I make one mistake and I'm like, see, yep. I was right. Yep. I was right. <laughs> you know, I was right. I can't do this. I can't do this. And like, that is so bad. And I have to check myself and be like, I can't spell every single word right every time, like, right, it is okay, as long as I can fix it, and as long as I do fix it, it is okay, like, it does mm-hmm. not mean that I'm bad at my job, like, mm-hmm. you know, nobody ever hired me, because I got an English degree in the first place anyway, right. you know, <laughs> as right. long as I'm proofreading, and, you know, for me, it's like, I'll proofread things, and I'll read them so many times, that I, like, miss a misspelled word, because I've read it, right. like, 80 times, right, but I think realizing that, like, making mistakes doesn't is not confirming that you are unworthy that's not true and if your boss or your workplace makes you feel like that then girl yeah that shouldn't be
1: the place that you work yeah i think like and that's something too that i think comes with like time and with age and with experience because i you know i think making mistakes and taking those mistakes and turning them into a learning opportunity is something that is learned and that's something that I'm definitely having to learn. Um, and so I think that um, recently with Eat Smarter, I made a mistake. I kind of slacked on something, to be completely frank. And it felt really shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I totally took that and was like, okay, for the next hmm, three days, I will feel horrible. And I will <laughs> only think of those things. Things that I did, exactly, like, and that's just not like it's just not productive no. um, to feel that way. And yeah, I totally, I am totally one to sit sit with my oh, mistakes. Oh my god,
0: me too. Um, well, that's because, like, like you said, we're such perfectionists, and like I, I know you do too. Like, and I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate. I hold myself to such a high standard, mm-hmm. and that's something else that I have to remember. Like. There are a lot of people who don't hold themselves to that high of a standard. And so I'm sitting here being like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. When there's people sitting around who think that, like, don't even, they're not even holding themselves to as high of a standard as me. And, like, that's completely fine and normal. Like, it's, you know, just kind of reminding myself that, like, I hold myself to such a high standard. And I think a really good example is I, so I've, I've had a couple of hard weeks recently. You know, just things are hard Mm -hmm. in life sometimes and whenever I'm having a hard week personally it's really hard for me to completely show up at work and one specific week you know I was like the week ended and the next week I came back I was like listen guys like I apologize for not doing my best work last week like I am so sorry like that is not me that's not who I am like whatever and they were like what (laughs) right what I was like wait what and they were like we didn't we didn't notice anything like except that like we knew you were kind of struggling like with personal stuff, but, like, it didn't reflect in your work at all. You got everything done, you know? Right. Whatever. And I was like, okay. Oh. All
1: right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, going off of that, like, literally what we just had before we started recording, I made a really stupid, just, like, not intended, but just, like, dumb mistake with mm-hmm. something. And that totally, like, I think Alexis two years ago would have probably, like, cried. Like, yeah. that would have upset me so much. And it's still thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, so dumb. Um... But we basically,
0: we we were going to, we were trying to get a guest and we, acci- she accidentally typed my name instead of the guest name because we were FaceTiming. So she accidentally typed like, hi, Katie, Katie. instead of, yeah, hi, like, Whatever, yeah. And so then the person messaged us and was, was like, my like, my name's, name's not Katie. Not gay, and I was
1: like, Ugh. And we
0: were like, oh, no. But like, <laughs> yeah. literally, it's just an innocent mistake. It's just
1: stupid, yeah. Like, but I would have, I would have beat myself up for that. And I think also like, having someone like you said, like, like your co-workers to be like, yeah. what? But for you to be <laughs> Yeah, they like, literally were like huh Huh? (laughs) yeah (laughs) but for you to be like dude it's not that big of a deal like it's you know it's just one person like we have other guests we literally already have like
0: we have so many lined up we have
1: yeah we're booking november so like i literally yeah we're fine we're booking november (laughs) so successful we're we're booking
0: (laughs) november (laughs) (laughs) if you guys want to (laughs) book Link in the oh bio. actually we, this is random but we've never mentioned this um we do have a guest application yes. if you guys want to come on the podcast and be a guest so just a little side note that link is in our bio so just fill out the application and um, if you would like to come on but yeah I think that like the the basis of all of this is separating imposter syndrome from being okay with like you should be okay with learning things and understanding that because you don't know everything it doesn't mean that you're not worthy it's really all about like a mind, a mindset shift. But Agreed. like we said, we struggle with this all the time. I'm sure we'll um, talk
1: about this many times again. So. Oh, my
0: God. I'm sure we'll be talking about this in Next five week. years whenever we know whenever we both have grad degrees. Like, oh I don't God, think anything's yeah. going to change it, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, that's another thing, like, degree searching. Like, it doesn't matter. It, it's more about your mindset. And it's not really, like, I feel like if you have imposter syndrome, which uh, I think most people struggle with this at some point in their life, it's not, like, continuing to get all these degrees is going to fix it. Like, yeah. Right. And I, I think, think also,
1: the, like, choosing a path, just because you don't know, but, like, if, like, like, Libby, for example, like, she has mm-hmm. an engineering degree, do you think yeah. in high school she was like, I know nothing about engineering, guess I can't be an engineer, you know, exactly. like, that's not, yeah, which, exactly. that's not the way that it's done, so.
0: Yes, 100%, and I think, like, that that's just, it's just such an important thing to realize, and, uh. A- another plug to therapy my therapist has helped me a lot with this too so anyway but we're still struggling with it every day
1: mm-hmm. also um Great side note us. very very side note but I had therapy yesterday and it was very good so yes go to therapy we're just if we're you big therapy, therapy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get sponsored by BetterHelp I don't know about you but
1: ooh, that's a good sponsor I'm
0: trying to get BetterHelp up in here if you, any of y'all have BetterHelp plugs tell them that we talk about therapy all the time in our podcast anyway. therapy <laughs> Therapy heart. Um, okay, random questions. I just wrote these. If you guys could hear tip-tapping, typing, it's because I was writing the random questions. Great. And they're Halloween and fall themed because it's...
1: Love
0: it. It's October now, guys. Mm-hmm. So, the first random question is, what is your favorite fall activity? Um, You have so many options. Vermont is fall. Vermont <laughs> equals fall. Vermont is crazy fall vibes. Yeah,
1: I basically live in Stars Hollow. Um,
0: no, literally. Like, What?
1: Yeah, um, we should post some of the, um, this week we could post one of the, um, apple picking pictures. Yes,
0: we took some cute apple picking, we also took some scary ones, because we took them with the 0.5 lens, so some of them, our heads look like
1: this long. (laughs) Yeah, and they're, like, warped. (laughs) It's Uh, horrifying. (laughs) It's it's very Um, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say probably... I don't really like the act of apple picking, but I like going there and I like eating the apple cider donuts. Yeah. So that would probably be mine.
0: That was really fun. That was my first time doing that. But Mm -hmm. I would say if I'm choosing one that I have access to, um, my favorite fall activity is either any sort of um, fall-themed cooking alcohol drinking baking experience you know Mm -hmm. like a fun any sort of themed drink is always fun but then also there's this pumpkin patch here that I've been meaning to go to I love going to the pumpkin patch so fun Mm -hmm. um and for us pumpkin patch equals parking lot with pumpkins Uh, but <laughs> there is one that's kind of further out and um they have like a hayride and all that shit and like mm. i know that i'm not about to go on the hayride as a 22 year old i would love to if i could i was thinking i was falling asleep last night and i was like i can't wait till i have kids and i get yeah, to do I all of this stuff yeah, again the stuff. Mm-hmm. that's so exciting um but yeah i would say going to the pumpkin patch is very fun or just i mean you know like going to we have this coffee shop called oh henry's here and they have this like spiced apple cider drink mm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. oh my god it's so good
1: <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so
0: good it just doing that like Love reading it. and sitting and lighting a candle i don't know that's not really fall activity yeah
1: candle Ugh, we're not allowed to have candles in our apartment it's so stupid
0: i would just do it anyway
1: i did i'm a bad bitch <laughs> okay, okay um favorite halloween movie
0: halloween town
1: same easy
0: Easy. Okay, well great. Mm-hmm. Glad we Wait, I
1: have I have a question because okay. I wanted okay. to I was gonna make this our um it's not really a random question, but um are you doing Halloween this year? Are you do you dressing yeah. up? Okay yeah. <laughs> So Austin, have you ever watched um Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. You know um John Ralphio? Yeah. <laughs> well Austin is like his hair is like kind of grown out right now and he's yeah. contemplating not getting it cut before Halloween so he can go as John Ralphia. So then, of course, I have to go as, like, a Parks and Rec character. And mm-hmm. I really want to go as Ron Swanson. <laughs> But Austin is saying no, and I really want to go as Ron Swanson.
0: I think you should. That's okay, hilarious. Okay, I also, That is so funny. Because also
1: for the wedding, I had to wear makeup, and my face, like, almost instantly, like, after I took it off, had, like, a reaction. So then I wouldn't have to wear makeup. All you to need is a to it, you gotta,
0: you just part your bangs and wear a fake mustache, <laughs> and then wear, like, that would be hilarious. Yeah, right? I'm sure he wants you to, like, look cute and stuff. <laughs> You're like, no, I want to be Ron Swanson. He's like, no, <laughs> look hot. You're like, nah, nah, son. <laughs> that is too good. Yeah, I'm trying to decide because, like, I'm actually trying to look sexy. Um, I'm probably going to multiple Halloween parties because mm-hmm. my friends' roommates having one, and then we're having one for work at mm-hmm. like a bar. Mm-hmm. That like we're pl- we're not having it, but like we're planning going, it for one yeah. of our clients. Oh, okay. so then I feel like I need to go. Yeah, but anyway, should be fun. But I thought about being, um. I've thought about being a fairy, but I don't know about all that. And then I also thought about being like, I don't really know what it would be, but some sort of situation where I wear a blazer, pants set, and a bra. I don't know. The Joker is an option with that if I did purple and Mm. then like a lime green bra and
1: Mm. then makeup. But I don't know.
0: The Joker kind of freaks me out. I don't know about you guys. like. Yeah, I don't really like
1: the Joker. I saw one that was like um, from Scooby-Doo, whoever the purple girl is. I forget. Yeah. 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 Scooby I thought that could be good.
0: don't come for me for not remembering what her name Isn't is. Isn't it? Why do I want to say Wendy? That's not right. When
1: when when it's not Velma, it's Wendy? When well, what? We should stop. I'm just <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Scooby-Doo characters. Characters. N- Daphne. Da- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that girl that wears purple, Uh, Wendy. (laughs) I think I was thinking of um, Peter Pan um, or whatever.
0: (laughs) Peter Pan. (laughs) All the Disney stands and the Scooby-Doo stands are about to be like, what the? (laughs) Anyway, I was about to say a bad word, sorry, guys. Anyway, yeah, so if you guys, oh, seriously, for real, if you guys have any Halloween costume ideas that are, like, slightly sexy, but also, like, I'm not... Um, a size two. Just keep that in mind. Just DM them to Oh, me. I
1: also thought about do you know who um, um, Lil Sebastian is? <laughs> no way! <laughs> <laughs> the like miniature horse. <laughs> 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 bye. Bye. <laughs> little sebastian yeah oh
0: my god that oh my is god i can t- wear
1: angel wings with it too because he's dead oh my god <laughs> we put just tell pole?
0: be like no austin I'm actually i'm dressing up as an angel it's gonna be so hot and then show up in a horse
1: costume with angel wings on should we put on the polls Ron Swanson or Will Literally.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, be sure to vote. Anyway, we've been talking about BS for a little too long. So yeah. thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review. <laughs> Please. 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 I love reading them, guys. I love reading it them. It really cheers up my um, day. I know on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes and it-
1: then follow us on our Instagram account check your aesthetic podcast and our personal accounts katie creative co and alexisadams.co katie's trying to follow along with what I'm saying also follow us our tiktok check your aesthetic and we will talk to you next week bye guys bye